What a day. What a week. What a wonderful time to be alive. That music is still, I just, I'm slow, I'm riding a skateboard in slow motion. I love it. I think we're going to use the new stuff next week, but I got, I got no beef with it. It, it, it soothes me. It soothes me. We got, we got such a, we got such a big show, uh, you guys. We're gonna have a, a fantastic guest next week. But, but this week there's just so much going on, and I want to go off. I, I want to go off. I want to lose my mind. <laughs> I just, it, it's, it's almost too much. Uh, there's wonderful thing, wonderful things are happening in the world. Uh, other people are being led around by the nose. It's that wonderful catch-22 that is politics and pop culture and all things good and bad. Uh, we got we got the gimlet here on the other end of the country. How's it going? It's been crazy busy. It's wonderful, right? It's wonderful. Yes, we we now know what the what uh what we're having for my BFF's first grandchild. So I get to go shopping, which I love, and. Uh, so that was a nice little treat. And then Baby all stuff. kinds of all kind yeah, but I don't have like I can play with it for an hour and then I can leave. That's the kind you want. Um that is the kind <laughs> you want. Um, and then um just crazy number of birthdays this month. So lots of celebrations. All the, so all good stuff. All the cool people are born in July. Wink wink, nudge wink, nudge. Nudge nudge. Yeah, I know. I wish you a happy yes. birthday. Thank you so much. Okay, so here's what we got. Uh, holy smoke, the the world ended. The world ended in Helsinki. The 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 Trump uh, Putin meeting, the showdown, and and the fallout from that. I can't stop talking about it. Uh, and sometimes you need distance from stuff, you know, to figure it out and to try to frame your uh, your your thoughts and all this stuff. Here's okay. I did the video this week that uh, I'm not on board the outrage bandwagon. I, I'm I'm really not, and I am uh, insanely disappointed with people on the left and on the right that they have. It appears to me it's like it's like they were fishing with the uh, Trump Russia thing. They were fishing with that, like literally, literally, like John Podesta got fished. There was there was a little pun there, but now. Uh, that Trump didn't throw a punch at Vladimir Putin in in Helsinki. It seems to be the end of days, and now the hook is set. The hook is set, and and everyone is going to take this uh, this Russia story. It, it, it'll dominate now for years. It will dominate now for years. It has worked. Mission accomplished. Well done, Hillary uh, Rodham Clinton campaign. Well done. When you made up. When you literally made up the, uh, the the Russia hack the election story, when you lost the presidential election, you weren't sure you weren't sure if it was going to work. But now it seems like it has. I I haven't seen anybody anybody uh, really like going for the truth to try to really figure out what happened. Here's this is like. Uh, what the, what the what the Democrats did and what the media did is they, oh, Russia did it. Russia attacked us. It's an attack on our democracy. It's attacking our democracy. So you can't vary from that. You can't you you have to go along with that premise. If you stray from that premise, you're bad. You're evil. You're a climate denier. You're a science denier. Blah 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 blah. 
no one is really interested in in what really happened. And so I'll tell you, I'll tell you where I stand, and I think you can tell already <laughs> from from my tone. I find it very odd. I find it very odd that WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks, who's never been proven wrong, one hundred percent accuracy, one hundred percent. They said it's not the Russians. They go, we'll tell you right now, it's not the Russians. Now they they don't let Julian Assange on the internet anymore. The 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 Ecuadorian well, back. That's another very very strange thing. Yep. They're giving him back. So. I don't know who they're going to give him to. I don't know who they're going to let him speak to. But I feel I feel like the die is already cast. And uh, the more I see, I watched highlight. I watched highlights of the the amazing Chris Wallace Vladimir Putin interview. I found that to be laughable. I really did. I re- <laughs> I really did. And just like as a character study, as a study in people. Maybe Putin is the best liar I've ever seen in my life. But when Chris Wallace goes, hey, I've got the indictment right here. And this names 12 different Russian uh, military agencies and Putin starts laughing. That is a real laugh. That guy is not. I don't think he's that good of an actor. I think I think it's ridiculous. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And and uh, to think that it took, what, 12, uh, 11? How many Russian military experts to come up with, uh, uh, we should buy ads on Facebook is re- is ridiculous, is re- ridiculous. Like, their military is better than that. So uh, that, that's where I stand on it. And I, and I find it odd that no one is even pursuing uh, the WikiLeaks angle of it. Well, I I read this morning and I had seen shades of it a little bit earlier this week that Ecuador is revoking Julian Assange's um what do you call it asylum He's and been there for turn, years. I know turning him over to UK authorities. Yeah. So that that much I saw, we'll see if that actually happens. Um you know, I, I had a strange reaction to Trump's meeting in Helsinki, and, and I read some pieces on it. I actually did not watch the video, um, so kind of shame on me. But everything became so just like immediately just ragey and and like end of the world kind of stuff, and then all of a yes. sudden – you know, they hacked our election. This is an act of war. Really? You want to go to war with Russia? What are you talking about? Yeah. I just, I literally had to log off because I couldn't take it anymore. I'm like, I, I need to close this app. And I like stayed off. <laughs> I stayed off for like two days. I'm like, I'm just not getting into this argument. I mean, you know, everybody freaked out at the North Korean summit and then they're freaked out that, you know, with the Putin meeting and now supposedly Putin is getting an invitation here. Now they're freaking out that Putin may come to the United States and Nancy Pelosi's out there saying he will not be welcome to address Congress. You know what, Nancy, you're not in charge. You are not in charge. Not that I, you know, I'm of the opinion and I've always been of the opinion, even when Barack Obama laughed at Mitt Romney Russia's a big problem. And now China is a huge problem, too. Our intelligence community is saying China is actually much more actively trying to get into our infrastructure and into our 
you know, computer networks than any other country in the world. And you're not even hearing about that. They are. The, the only person who's talking about China is Tucker Carlson. And, yeah. and, I, and, and here's what I'll say about the outrage machine. And this is the other thing that just disgusts me and, and makes me have even listen, you come in, you, you come in like, oh, I'm going to be I'm going to do jokes about politics. I'm going to do stand up about politics. Uh, I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to be negative. Uh, and, uh, and I'm not going to uh, just have a great weeping and gnashing of teeth. But to watch uh, the the press in this, and here's here's what here's the side benefit of of Trump not uh, physically attacking uh, Putin in Helsinki. All the reporters, everybody, and all the pundits on on every network, they got a chance to uh, to be holier than thou. It's 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 virtue signaling when you've got Trish Reagan from Fox. I call it like it is. I call it like it is. I'm a reporter, and that's what I – okay, that's fine. That's fine. And when the president does something like this, I have to call him to the mat. Like what do you – what did you want him to do? Like seriously, to go, hey, I know I know it was you, guy. Cut it out. Like that's what Obama did. He said cut it out. And, and like everyone's just going on the assumption. Everyone's going on the assumption that all of this is true. If you have the proof – and that's that's the other thing that gets that gets lost in this. Uh, when we, John Brennan is, is saying uh, Trump's a traitor, he's a traitor, he's a he's a traitor. Uh, hey, dude, John Brennan, uh, former CIA dude, you were uh, spying on Senate staffers, and you lied right. to the Senate about it. So listen, right. if, if we're going to talk about treason and being a traitor, hey man, look in the mirror. You got John Brennan, who's a known liar. You got Jim Comey, uh, who's a known liar. You got Peter Strzok, who's a big liar. You got James Clapper from the NSA, big, big liar. They're all lying. And they're on, and, and we've got them lying in, in, in front of – and these are the loudest voices calling Trump uh, a, a, a traitor and, a, and, a, and, and this and that. And like these people are not interested in the truth. They are really not. And for Trump to go for Trump to say, I have I have great faith in our intelligence community. Boy, that was a that was very, very nice of him. That was very nice. Of I, him. Don't, I don't. I don't. I don't either. And that's what I was saying in the vlog. Like, holy crap. So so people love to go, oh, my goodness. And this is this is like not remotely funny. I'm now on a soapbox. I apologize, everybody. Everybody, 17 intelligence communities all agree. 17 intelligence communities all agree. Well, I just listed at least three of them who are proven liars, proven liars. And going back to WikiLeaks, if you look at – and I know that I know this sounds like a conspiracy, so I, I, I hate myself for even saying it. It is not that hard. If you look at Vault 7, I encourage everybody to look at Vault 7. Oh, my God, I'm Alex Jones. When did I turn into Alex Jones? <laughs> Vault, oh. Vault Seven of the WikiLeaks drop. Just you can see how they the, the CIA has ways. It, it's not that hard for them to reverse engineer a stamp or a piece of information on an email or something, so they can declare, "Oh, look what we discovered!" Oh my! It's like it's the it's the, it's planting evidence. It's the it's the equivalent of of arresting somebody for a crime, then dropping some drugs or dropping a knife or dropping a gun. Go! Oh look, he had a knife on him. He had a gun on him. It's that. It's the very same thing. It's done electronically. It uh, and then here's it. And yet Trump brought this up in Helsinki. Where's the server? 
Where's when 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 these intelligence communities go? Oh yeah, we know it was Russia. Not only do we know it was Russia, we know it was these specific Russian military people. We know specifically it was them. Have you seen the server? No, no, we haven't seen the server. Like well, how? And that's like to- that's like saying there was a murder in a house. Do you want to go see the crime scene? No, no, we know it was the postman. What? What? Well, th- what they actually look look at is a mirrored copy of the server that's like how i guess these analyses are done so a bunch of people were saying crowdstrike mirrored the server and that's what the fbi has it was an exact copy i'm like okay i don't trust crowdstrike <laughs> no. so yeah the fact that they wouldn't let the in- the appropriate agencies do what needed to be done at the time they reported the hack was just ridiculous I mean, internal to the FBI, those things can be done. They have those types of forensic people inside the law enforcement agency. So why in the world would you go to a third-party agency at the time? It's not like they have to physically come get your servers and carry them out of the building. They make a copy of what's on your servers, and then they go analyze it. It is mind-boggling. It is mind boggling. When I was a kid, I read all the Sherlock Holmes uh, books. And and when, uh, you know, I, remember Encyclopedia Brown? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I used to love those. Nancy Drew. I, right? I'm a big yep. Batman fan. I like detective stuff. I, I, I really like it. The Hardy Boys. <laughs> I grew up on that stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like th- there's a narrative at work here. There is a narrative oh. at work. And it doesn't seem like anybody, Some and hopefully some reporter is, interested in finding out what the truth is when 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 you when you hear the government going oh well, yeah we didn't look at the server we looked at uh, one that was provided uh uh for us by uh, by crowdstrike who not one we did ourselves exactly that's just mm-hmm. completely janky and then you got you got chris wallace oh my god hand, like doing this like this uh, He's handing over the indictment. I have a copy of the indictment right here. And I'll, I'll do. Would you like to see this, Vladimir Putin? Would you like to see this? And Vladimir Putin shoots him this look like, dude, put it on the table. And it was like, oh, it's like, OK, first of all, I don't know if Vladimir Putin can speak English, let alone read it. It's like you're handing me a document in a foreign language. What am I supposed to do? Look at it. <laughs> That's like well, showing me a wall of hieroglyphics. Like, oh, yeah, look at that. Uh, the guy with the bird head is uh, pointing at the sun. Like, look, what are you going to – like, it's just all this posturing, and 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 no one seems interested in getting to the truth. They've already decided it was Russia, and the, and the way they make this – this they make it sound like we were attacked. We were attacked. We were attacked. We were attacked. And I keep coming back to this, and I know we've said it on the show before, Podesta, you dick. You absolute slimeball jerk. Your password was password. My God. Like, if we're going to go to war with Russia over attacking our election, we have to go to war with Nigeria. And whoever's in, whoever sends me those, those emails for trying to overturn our banking system. It's that ridiculous. It's that ridiculous. Well, I mean, I think one of the people who's digging and, and tracking a lot of this stuff that I do trust is Cheryl Atkinson. I mean, she's, yes. she's kind of tracked the whole timeline. And when you look at everything together, it all looks really hanky. I mean, you're just looking at it going, this is unreal, right? Um, I think 
you know, again, somebody that I respect because he's, as new information comes, his, his opinion has evolved on what has happened. And he tries to hold people accountable when they exhibit lousy behavior, no matter which side of the issue they're on. His name is Andrew McCarthy. He writes for NRO. And the interesting thing about him is he was actually a federal prosecutor. He was actually in the Department of Justice. So like when the FISA warrant came out, you know, obviously still heavily redacted and he was looking at it. He was absolutely brutal about it this morning um, in an interview because basically four times, four times on all four warrants, the government signed off on the fact that Steele had not provided the information to the press, to the folks that actually published it, like Mother Jones, etc., Right. Yeah. Four times they signed off on that. By the fourth time, they knew that was hockey. They knew that was BS and they still signed off on it. He's like this thing where they sign off and say, I swear to God, all of this is true and verifiable. They didn't even they didn't even get that part of this right. It's (laughs) almost it's almost as if there was people at the highest levels of government who desperately did not want Donald Trump to become president. Hmm. Yes. Almost wow. like the heads, the heads of these really large agencies that Donald Trump uh, says he has a, a lot of a lot of faith in that the FISA warrant is so janky. And the Carter Page thing is just so tenuous at best. And when you know it come and when you find out it, it, it all stems uh, from a, a Yahoo article and from this uh, opposition report that was paid for by Hillary Clinton's campaign and the DNC, it's it just reeks to high heaven. It just reeks to high heaven, and it makes me not want to double down, but but quadruple down. And then it gets it gets even worse, Gypsy. It gets worse because now you get you're finding out that the, the, the FISA warrant is janky. Now you've got Mueller, and this is this is the part that really this really just uh, chaps my ass. The whole idea of giving Tony Podesta immunity. We're going to give you immunity uh, to testify against Manafort and Podesta has done the exact same thing. He, he worked with Manafort and took money from the Ukrainian government. Mm -hmm. Holy crap. Holy crap. So to me, and I, I tweeted this out at the Loftus party on Twitter. It's like, if, if Podesta gets immunity, we will know for me, we'll know that there's just two sets of laws. There's just, Absolutely, without beyond a shadow of a doubt, there's two sets of laws. If you are a Democrat, you don't get in trouble. If you're some kid who's working on a submarine and you you have a a, a picture of the inside of a sub on your camera or on your cell phone, you go to jail. If you're a Hillary Clinton and you lose thirty thousand emails, nothing happens. And if you, what's her assistant's name? Uh, Huma Abedin. Huma Abedin. And if you're if you're throwing these classified emails over to your uh, husband's laptop, Anthony Weiner, who's a who's a straight up sex offender, and and he it, so you can print them out, and you're just being that casual with class, and you don't go to jail, you don't get into trouble. It's ridiculous. They call here. It, it it's it's just flat out ridiculous. And then they want to oh Russia hacked the election. Russia hacked the election. And I'll tell you this. And and I. 
<laughs> Vladimir Putin said it, and I'll say it too, and I've said it before on this. Like everything, all, all the – it's not like they embedded fake information in those emails. When you, when you I, I loved it when when WikiLeaks was dropping that information. I loved it. It showed the duplicity. It showed you got to have one. You got to say one thing in in uh, private and another thing in public. I dream of a nation with open borders. All of it. All of it. If it was Russia, well, I don't want to go that far. It's just it's just ridiculous. John Podesta, your password was password. You got hacked. Somebody realized what they had. And they're like, I'm going to make the most out of this, the Russian military. We're going to buy ads on Facebook. It's un- unbelievable. Well, and the other thing nobody ever mentions about Carter Page is he was actually an FBI informant in another case against people in Russia. The it's... FBI has known who Carter Page is for years. <laughs> it was Trey Gowdy was talking about Carter Page a little bit. On Fox oh my God. News. I, I and, actually, and I, I guess I guess he's not the brightest bulb. Well, I'm uh, sitting there today and, and I was watching um, Seb Gorka's extended interview on uh, one of the YouTube channels. And, and he said the same thing. The idea that Carter Page is some kind of international man of mystery just doesn't hold up. He said you have yes. to be delusional. To, you have to be delusional. To believe this was actually a problem. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen interviews with Carter Page. He seems like a very, very nice guy, but he's not James Bond. Or he's such a great James Bond, he has he's this public persona. <laughs> yes, yeah. But oh my goodness, uh, yeah, he's he's a Russian agent. It's Russia. I saw. I, I've gotten I've gotten into the habit now of uh, Itivo Morning Joe. And there was there was an exchange, and I, I should have said something to uh, uh, to to Rick about it, to Kung Fu Rick, to to get this soundbite. I gotta I gotta get ahead of this. But there was the most there was this great soundbite off of Morning Joe. Uh, it's 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 Joe Scarborough and his his best boyfriend uh, Donnie Deutsch, and they're talking about Russia, Russia, Russia. They bring some other person in who says. Uh, and this is this is good for MSNBC. This this other pundit uh, says, well, I will say this, like arguably Trump has been tougher on Russia than Obama ever was. Uh, right. the, sh- the sanctions are still in place. He's armed the Ukrainians. He's done this. He's done that. He's Kicks he's been Russians tough out of the country. He's yes. He's expelled diplomats. He's closed consulates. He's done all this. He's arguably uh, and in his actions would say He's tougher on Russia than Obama ever was. And then 30 seconds later, when they're di- when they're digesting this, uh, Donnie Deutsch says, well, there's only there's only one way to look at this. There's only after he's just heard this information. Donnie right. Deutsch says there's only there's only one way to look at this, uh, America. And he looks directly into the camera and he's got his eyebrows going because uh, he's got such concern. The president of the United States is owned by Vladimir Putin. He's owned he is owned. I will say it again. He is owned. And like whole it was it was just staggering. It was just staggering when someone says, well, uh, the the sky is clear today. Uh, we're in the desert. Uh, there is no precipitation. It's a clear sky and it's just blue as the as the as the day is long. Then Donnie Deutsch. Well, you heard it. 
it's nighttime and it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. It's gonna rain. It's just like you just flying in the face of the facts. It was the best. He is owned. He is owned. Oh, yeah, good I just, lord! I, first of all, first of all, love him or hate him, Donald Trump has never been owned by anyone. His not, his closest advisors can't control him. How in the world do you make the logical leap that Vladimir Putin could? Well, this is the this is the wonderful thing that that the uh, the other side of the aisle they like to do so well, and it used to drive me absolutely crazy with uh, George Bush. George Bush is an incompetent boob uh, that got us into a war for oil, right? Because he's just such right. a stupid jerk, dumb, big dumb dummy, cowboy, dumb dumb head. However, he orchestrated nine eleven. So wait, 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 wait. He, he's either the biggest supervillain of all time and orchestrated the, the biggest cover-up n- known to man, or he's an idiot. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. You can't. Oh, and now, and now they're the doing way, the same thing with Trump. It, whatever, whatever fits the narrative. By the way, Democrats and other people on the left, it's those same seventeen intelligence agencies that I'm supposed to bow down and think are completely infallible that gave. George W. Bush, the information about WMDs with certainty that made him go to Iraq in the first place. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That was the one that was the one joke that I forgot to do in in the vlog. Like, don't you people remember marching in the streets just a few years ago saying George Bush lied and people died and all the CIA that's full of liars who said there was stuff that wasn't there because they wanted a war for oil. The CIA is liars. They're all liars. And now, oh, no, no, no. We're supposed to we're supposed to take whatever they say because they're our best buddies. They're our best buddies. I just uh, and that's the other thing, too. I can't I can't like, uh, well, that's what about ism. No, that's not what about ism. It's called pointing out your blatant hypocrisy. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's blatant. Okay. And I'm like, and and we'll get into this when we talk about the social stuff. There's certain things I'm just against and I don't care who it happens to. There's just certain things that don't happen. Either you have principles and you make assessments and, 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 you know, conclusions based on the principles you hold or you don't. And I am just I didn't think they had a lot of them to begin with, but I am now convinced in the leadership of the Democratic Party, there are more bad actors than I even thought during the Obama administration. It like is staggering. I, it is staggering. I hate to, I, I, and understand, I do not like impugning people's intent. I really don't. Because you don't know what somebody's intentions are. And in that, you know that there's going to be a couple of bad actors. At this point, I'm convinced there are way more of those than I ever thought. Uh, agreed. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Sister Gimlet. Amen. Because that's, uh, it really, it becomes abundantly clear that these, these, they're just interested in holding on to power for the sake of holding on to the power. Well, and, and that's, thing- that's all it is. We're, we're going to win. We, we don't stand for anything. Like seriously, right. what does the democratic party stand for? Well, what, I, I know what they say. I know what they say. Uh, however, and this is like, this is not hyperbole anymore. It's not, it used to be like, oh, it's, we're going to, we're going to be all become socialist and communist. Well, now they're not hiding it. They're not hiding it. You've got (laughs) Bernie Sanders out on the campaign trail. You got this, uh, Alexandria, uh, uh, who's, 
She's like, yeah, I'm a socialist. I'm a straight. And the, the yeah, chick she's is so dumb. dumb though. She is dumb <laughs> as a box of rocks. Did you see? Did you see the video where she's out campaigning with Sanders and she says they're gonna flip that district red? Gonna flip it red. I was like, that's and and Sanders is whole, is smiling and all of a sudden the smile like wavers. And it's then the hilarious. Just cut. I was and then, dying. Did you see her apology tweet? No, no. For those of, for those of you trying to make a big deal out of me saying flip it red, uh, I think it's obvious that I don't know a lot about geopolitics. Like what? Yeah, like blatantly, American blatantly. politics. This is not geopolitics. Blatantly. Like her, her comments on Israel were so disgustingly uninformed. Her comments on the unemployment numbers were ridiculous. Ridiculous. I mean, sweetheart, it's yeah. not that people are working two jobs. We had hundreds of thousands of people re-enter the workforce. Like, I, oh it's, God, like it's amazing. Stupid, like, it's, like, it's I, just old school. It's old school. I'm going to give you free stuff. That's all. It, that's that's exactly what okay. it boils down to. Bernie they Sanders have, and Alexandria El Stupido Cortez are are like, well, I'm going to give you free stuff. I th- I think you should have this free stuff. We should take this money. And then Bernie Sanders has it. And this is really like uh, to me, like distasteful, tacky and dangerous. He's starting to tweet out what CEOs are making. He's like, this guy makes uh, four times as much money as the guy who makes it like, hey, dude, dude, dude. That's what you get. You get into real problems when you start counting other people's money. That's like, uh, what are you going to do? Go Bernie's to his house and shake him down? <laughs> Bernie's been counting other people's money for years and taking taking some sticking in his pocket here's the thing and i tweeted this out and i cannot say this enough this is how i explain socialism to my children okay bernie sanders is a socialist he thinks we get to choose from too many deodorants bernie sanders has three houses if we choose his democratic socialism you're going to be allowed to choose from two brands of deodorant that you can't afford and he'll still have three houses yeah yeah that's socialism kids it benefits the ruling class and it makes everybody else's life equally shitty. That's what it ha- that that's what it's done for ever. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's like Vin Scully said at the Dodger game, as Venezuela goes down the drains and people are eating out of garbage, who's the richest person in Venezuela? Hugo Chavez's daughter. Hugo's dead, and now his daughter is the richest person in Venezuela. Two and two, high and outside. Probably, probably with Maduro sitting right, right below her. (laughs) It it is. uh, I I love it. I I promise you. I I don't want to shine too big a light on it because I, I. Here's the. Here's the. Here's where I'm conflicted. Like they're they're legit running as socialists. They're they're legit running as socialists and they're winning elections. And because people don't know about what th- the downside of socialism is, they don't know about you know uh, what Stalin did and, and and socialism is just another brand of communism. They don't know about Stalin. They don't know about Chairman Mao. They don't know about uh, Fidel Castro. And they're they're wearing their Che Guevara T-shirts like, oh, he's a hero. It's like, no, these, these people, they, they kill people. They systematically they murder millions of people. Yes. Millions. Mm-hmm. There's some heartbreaking if, – if, if you read out, there's some heartbreaking uh, letters uh, when these people in uh, Russia – 
who Stalin was systematically starving them to death. And they were big, big fans of the communist revolution. And these Mm -hmm. were, you know, they were writing letters to Joseph Stalin saying, uh, it looks like you're starving us to death. It looks like you're doing this on purpose. This This can't possibly be true. This can't possibly be true. And then a few months later, those people were dead because it was true. Uh, big, big oh, he got ready. He got ready for the religious so. people. He got rid. He actually, as a communist, got rid of the socialists. I mean, when you, the middle class, if you were a middle class professional, you, your entire family, and your extended family, the bourgeoisie did. needed to burn, and they did. I mean, like, oh, you know what, well, just, guys, just is. open, just, just. Let me show you the people in Venezuela are now breaking into zoos to eat the animals. I'm I not saw a heartbreaking. I'm I, not I saw a heartbreaking video. <clears throat> Somebody posted it on Twitter and they're like, this is socialism. And it was pretty gross, but yeah. it was an 18 wheeler. An 18, maybe you saw this video. An 18 wheeler had turned over on the freeway, but it involved in an accident. And so there's all these people and the camera guy goes around and the, the driver of the 18 wheeler is badly injured, but he looks like he's still trying to live, but he is mm-hmm. jacked up. Everyone walks right by him. They walk right by this dying man. And they're in the back of the 18 wheeler stealing the stuff, right. stealing the food and blah, blah, blah. It was, it was, it was terrifying. And it was sad. So, uh, I, I, Average weight loss in Venezuela is 25%. People have lost 25% of their body weight in the last year on average. You know, I don't, <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't want to be the victim of anyone's propaganda. I really, and it, it, it's, I know we were talking about it last week, and it, it really is a very clear choice now. Between uh, authoritarianism and liberty, this is not about it's not about parties anymore. And when everybody is uh, is ganging up on uh, for my family, I'm incredible. I want I'm worried about my liberty. I'm worried about your liberty. I'm about, I'm worried about your dog's liberty. Vote love. Well, I mean, it, it, it's you know the other way to put it. It's between seeing the unit of society as the individual or the unit of the society as the collective. You know, if if you look at, if you look at, and we have these problems on the right too. We have some people on the right who have wanted to start playing identity politics, right? It's like a horseshoe. Mm -hmm. It's us like down sort of in close, a little closer to the middle who are like, leave me alone. (laughs) Stop spying on me. Um, let me do what I'm going to do. Don't really care what you do as long as it doesn't hurt me. Right. Not going to throw pom-poms if I don't agree with you, but I'm not going to interfere with your choices. You know, I mean, like, it's just, I don't, I don't understand. Well, I guess if I I think it's all, I'd be a leftist. So, well, I, I can, I can understand the appeal of it. I can understand the appeal of, I want a safety net. I want you know, if something really, really horrible happens to me, uh, I want someone to step in. Now that used to be, used to be your family, right? I can understand uh, the appeal of it from the from the democratic side, from the liberal side. I can I can understand the appeal of I want a safety net. If if something happens to me, 
uh, I want you know someone to come in and save me. It used to be the it used to be the family, the, the extended family. If something happens, then oh my sister can whatever. Uh, but now that's that's being replaced by the government. And and that is what the worrisome part is that when the government prov- provides these big safety nets because they haven't really been uh, kicking butt with the big safety net like social security like no that's you, just a Ponzi every time you turn around you... Uh-uh. yeah I lost him again should we just try reconnecting they, to me like straight out of uh, Lenin's diary the weird thing is he doesn't even seem to realize when he's dropped welcome back he couldn't my... hear us welcome back. Yeah, the weird thing is he doesn't even realize when he's dropped is because he can't hear it. Well, no, but we were talking, so you weren't hearing us either. Yeah, not at all. Yeah, yeah, so we said we lost him again. So why don't we stop the recording? <laughs> it is a Ponzi scheme. That's that's it, and it's, and it's failing. <laughs> and it's failing. So uh, they're not going to give up. They're going to keep uh, going forward with the, uh, hey, the government's going to help you out. We're going to look out for everybody. And, and what is their new slogan? I love the new slogan. Um, it's for the people. For the people, which also happens to be the slogan of what? <laughs> Morgan and Morgan, attorneys at law. They are the largest personal injury firm in the southeast. They originated in Florida, but they literally have offices all over the country. And that, John Morgan, that is that is a beautiful, beautiful uh, analogy. Really, yes. that like I, the, I the Democrats agree. are a bunch of ambulance chasers. <laughs> Just yes, think someone like else. To, they like to create victims. This could be a very symbiotic relationship, right? But um, John Morgan actually, people were soliciting him to at one time run for governor of Florida as a Democrat, and then over the summer he or. This spring, he left the Democrat Party, and now the Democrats are using his tagline as their slogan. So from a local politics, kind of southeastern politics perspective, we had a lot of fun with that. I think it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious for the people. Apparently, apparently have this you been all- have you been injured in identity politics? Do you need a new uh, party? You need socialism. Call the lawyers at socialism and communism. Hi, I'm Bernie Sanders. Someone else is responsible for your bad life choices, and I say it's the government. It's the Actually, worst. But I guess they're, um, they had another slogan, and it had so little impact that I, I think it was called um, a better deal or something. That and that, was, wasn't, yeah. that wasn't resonating with voters. So they go to this big conference, and they literally come out with what has been the tagline for this law firm for like 20 years. Right. I'm cracking up and all I can I'm like, now you need a logo, one of those fists high in the air, you know, one of those. And I swear to God, I swear to God, because, you know, you know, these politicians, they end like their speeches with some doing something with their hands. The first time Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Chuck Schumer closes a speech with like a fist in the air, like a a rah, rah, rah kind of moment and says for the people, I'm literally going to fall out of my chair laughing. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's straight up Chairman Mao. It's like straight up. You just you need those beams of sunlight from behind the clenched fist, and it's mm-hmm. it's it's terrifying. Uh, it's 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 mob rule. Speaking of mobs, never a fan of mobs. I'm using this as a cheap segue. Uh, there was a there was a Twitter mob that 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 came for the head of James Gunn. Bring me the head of James Gunn. Uh, and it sounded 
well, I, I'm not. I'm not a fan of mobs. I'm just. I'm. I'm not. So uh, James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy Two, he was working on three. Disney just fired him because uh, the Twitter mob came. Now here's the deal: when you look at the like Ted Cruz tweeted this out. Here's the tweets in question, and that's it's a lot of like really really sick uh, jokes mm-hmm. or sick statement, whatever you want. I can. I can. There's no winners in this, you guys. There, there's there's no winners. Uh, when you look at those tweets back to back to back to back to back, you're like, this dude has a problem. These are disconcerting. However, uh, mm, they were also I, like ten years ago. That's the other thing. Okay, now here's people are like, how can you defend a pedophile? I'm not defending a pedophile. Like, I, I remember this is a, it's it's a it's a tough thing to to, to talk about. Uh, remember dead baby jokes? Mm-hmm. Like in the nineties. Yep. A dead baby, and then I'm like, I never, I was never down with that. And uh, I guess these are like ten years ago. These tweets, they are. They're they're like sick, sick jokes. And uh, however, you, I can totally see both sides of this. When someone makes a joke about the same subject over and over and over and over and over again, you're like, dude, what's up with that? Right. right? What's up? What's why the weird fascination? And I guess now Patton Oswald is doing some stuff. People are looking at old tweets of his. Uh, oh, Michael Ian Black. Michael Ian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they look. But it's it's uh, we listen. Uh, coming from uh, the the writers' room of of situation comedies, famously there was uh, the Friends writers were sued by a writer's assistant. And the writer's assistant, she kept careful notes of all the things that these comedy writers were saying. Uh, these are jokes that were never going to go in the show. It was, but they were just jokes. And uh, she sued. She said she was wrong, wrongfully terminated. It went to the California Supreme Court. The California Supreme Court said, in a comedic writer's room, you you shouldn't expect comedic people to tap the brakes. There has to be freedom of speech. And these right. guys said some, they said some horrible things. However, they were funny. Like, they were funny. I can remember the first, you get into like a group mindset. And I'm not, I'm not condoning the behavior. I'm just saying this is what happens. I'm on the George Lopez uh, sitcom writing staff. And there's these inside jokes. They're incredibly dark. They're incredibly foul. However... It's like a group think it, they're insanely funny. They're insanely funny. And I can remember like laughing so hard I was crying because it's so inappropriate. <laughs> and, and I come home uh, and I'm trying to tell uh, my wife about it. I'm like, the funniest thing happened today. And she's like, what? And she's like right there. She's ready to laugh with me. And I'm like, and I repeat the bit. <laughs> and she looks at me and she goes, what are you, what are you guys doing? so it's almost like i'll just say this in in james gunn's pseudo defense it's like you tweet something inappropriate about the worst thing possible and a bunch of people jump on and then all of a sudden then all of a sudden your your comedy buddies are like dude that's funny you know that once you start thinking you're brave for saying this stuff you're in trouble it's it's not going to end well so I'm, I'm looking at some of these, and I'm like, eh, that's a joke. 
eh, that's I can I can see what he's doing there. But however, then then you get into the volume of it, right? And then you're like, mm. but then and I talk about the, the the pendulum here. Are we the thought police? Like, has this guy hurt anyone? Do we think do we think somehow through his let's say he is a straight up pedophile, right? Do we think we're going to be so convinced by his his jokes that suddenly we're going to come out of Guardians of the Galaxy three movie and and think pedophilia. I mean, I, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like any of it. There's no win. I don't like any of it. I don't like any of it. And I don't like people trying to, uh, then, then you're in the position where you have to kind of, in a weird way, defend it. And then people are like, how can you defend? I'm not, and I want to be very clear. I'm not defending, uh, you know, what these, he's saying in these, in these jokes and these bits and these, these comments, but I don't, I just don't see the upside of any of it. Because then, well, like, go ahead. I was going to say, what I didn't really like about it, it, it was 100% deliberately done. I think it was fallout from, I believe the gentleman's name is Mark Duplass. Uh, he's also a director, an yeah. indie filmmaker, an actor. And he's been actively trying to bridge the political gap by getting people on the right and the people on the left to do things together through charitable donations and stuff like that, he decided to turn his shock and freak out over Donald Trump being elected to trying to be more understanding. He put out a tweet that said, you know, if you want to see what a principled conservative who has good motives looks like, follow Ben Shapiro. He's helped me out in the past, and he's he's a genuine good person. And that dude yeah. just got obliterated with that. Ended up issuing an apology that was actually quite rude to Shapiro. Um, and so there were some exchanges over that. And then, like, within 24 hours, I think somebody had looked at the traffic on all that, right? And started going after the people that jumped on Ben. Um, so... I'm not big into retribution. Uh, Mr. Duplass and Mr. Shapiro are grown adults, and if they're going to work it out, they're going to work it out. Um, you know, I, I think it's crappy that this guy got hammered for literally reaching across the aisle and trying to do positive things um, and saying there's actually some people on the other side that are genuinely good people. That's what he got hammered for, um, and that bothers me. Um I, I've never been a fan of this affecting people's employment kind of stuff. I I think that's very dangerous. I also guess I kind of understand, being that it's happened to so many people on the right, you know, this whole, hey, you guys made the rules, we're just, we're playing by them now. I, I see a lot of that, and I, I guess I can understand that, but I just don't, believe in this kind of stuff and this is what I was talking about earlier my principles don't change because it's somebody on the political left that got fired or got ostracized it's still wrong it's wrong when it happens to somebody on the right and it's wrong when it happens to somebody on the left we yeah, just shouldn't be I, doing I that. don't I don't like it when when NASA scientists get fired for wearing t-shirts yeah with a pinup yeah. girl on them like I was outraged at that and Brendan uh, Mike at Mozilla, you know, yeah, what happened with Phil tons. Robertson. I mean, there's tons of high-profile examples and even more 
mid to low level examples and even listening to Sebastian Gorka today they went after his wife they went after his family they went I mean because he worked for Donald Trump and because he has a perspective that Islam is a national security issue he got you know his reputation was just dragged through the ground you have an immigrant whose parents were born in Hungary who lived under com communism whose father actually protected his Jewish classmates during that whole period and now he's being called an anti-Semite I mean like all of this just needs to stop and I don't know how we make it stop if that makes any I, sense. I, I don't know either I, I like having I like having solutions about it but mm-hmm. uh this it uh, it's just a sticky sticky horrible situation I don't want to tell. I don't want to tell somebody what kind of jokes they can and cannot make on Twitter. You know. No, and I mean, I don't. To go back ten years and take somebody's sense of humor, opinions, writings from college. I mean, I've seen people pull out things people wrote in college and try to, you know, hammer them over the head with it. I'm quite sure my yeah. writing now is different than it would have been when I was 19 years old. And and we're not yeah. giving people credit for being able to change, to being able to be be able to evolve, to be able to change their perspective or change their mind. It's like if you once thought this, you're always going to think this and for that reason you need to be kicked out of the club, kicked out of your job, kicked out of polite society. I mean just what they did to Roseanne what they did to Brendan Eich. I mean, all these names that you can go through. Um, and I mean, it's really like, I, it's not even othering somebody. It's like erasing them as a person. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it, there's so many different facets to it. There's so many, it's, things are, things are bad enough uh, as they are uh, with, with censorship. I, I really don't like the idea of, you said something 10 years ago, so we're going to fire you today. Or you wore this uh, T-shirt to a NASA press conference, so we're going to pretend to be offended and get you fired. I don't like any of it, any of it, any of it. And there's all – because we already we already know there, uh, there's bad enough uh, censorship already. Facebook, at least, had the uh, – they formally apologized to Diamond and Silk. Good because we it's all it's it's it, yeah good and, and it's about time and if you don't think it's happening to other people you're uh, you're a complete moron I'm glad I'm glad Diamond and Silk uh, got their apology but uh, I I'm not a bandwagon guy I don't want to I don't want to jump on bandwagons I don't want to go running around looking through people's tweets from ten eleven years ago uh, it's just it's just it's it's bad news it's it's bad news but. Uh, there's enough censorship. There is enough censorship. Okay, so uh, I got some friends who went to Comic-Con, and I was insanely jealous of that. However, they, they tell me they couldn't get into any of the big rooms, so I take I got a little bit of uh, joy in that. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't go see the. But yesterday was a huge day uh, for Comic-Con. I, I saw some amazing trailers. Shazam! There's one that I thought would be... And this is just how stupid I am. I, I can't be. I'm like, Shazam, what a dumb, dumb, dumb. Why would you redo that movie? Why would you want to redo that? It's such a lame thing. And then you look at it, and you're like, oh, my gosh. It's it's Superman meets Big. It, that's a, it was, It's the original. 
It's the original movie, Big, and it looks delightful. It looks like it's going to be an absolute good time. I can't remember the name of the actor who's playing, because it's a kid trapped in a grown-up's body, and he has superpowers, and you're just like, oh my gosh, this is a slam dunk. It looked amazing. Uh, the other one that looked amazing, uh, Fantastic Beasts, the the sequel yep. to that, or part two. I think it's going to be a trilogy. That looked straight up amazing. And here's the one that really got me. And I couldn't believe how I had a emotional reaction to this. The new Godzilla movie. It, it's got uh, Eleven from Stranger Things in it. A little mini Elizabeth Perkins girl. Yeah. When, when Mothra unfolds it's giant it it looks the cinematography the music all of it i am all in on to go to a godzilla movie i geeked out on it hard i I must have watched it five times yesterday just like this is the coolest thing and then and then i watched a different one five times (laughs) i know i'm saving it for last you notice how i saved it for last I watched the Aquaman trailer, and I'll yes, just I did too. give you my opinion right now. It's a train wreck. That movie matter. is a train wreck. you got three different movies. You've got, here's how Aquaman uh, gets his powers, and then, uh-oh, there's, there's a power struggle in Atlantis, and he's going to be fighting with his brother. And then, uh-oh, now they're introducing the supervillain. It, it, it looks like an absolute mess. However... The whole thing is filmed like a music video, and it's just uh, adoringly. They've got this Jason Momoa guy uh, just framed like a rock star, and, and it's it's basically, come on, this movie's for the ladies. It's oh, for you. You love it. I love it. I have every intention of going to see it. The plot doesn't matter. <laughs> that is, you know what? It and, just doesn't. And, uh, that's what I love. I think it's great. I see that this is this is capitalism. Like this is just eye candy for chicks. Yep. Like come into Aquaman, have a good time. It's it's superhero porn. <laughs> it's what it is. But I mean, if you like, my exposure to Aquaman was like when I was a little kid, and you used to have Super Friends, right? And he was yes. like this short-haired blonde guy in a green suit and the whole nine yards. This is a completely different presentation of Aquaman, and I like it a lot better. <laughs> there was there was a Batman series. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of... Okay, so you had uh, The Dark Knight, which was the first one with Kevin Conroy. That's the classic Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. Then they had Batman Beyond after that. Then they went back and did another Batman and on the fourth one, they had, as a reoccurring character, uh, Aquaman. <clears throat> and for the, and I, I'm not even kidding you. It was the first time, because Aquaman is such a joke. He's, he's a joke of the DC universe. His powers are lame. Someone over at Warner Brothers in the animation department had this phenomenal idea of making him like this... Uh, egotistical, he thought he was the coolest, he thought everyone else was lame, he thought his crap didn't sting, and he was like just a glorious man. Look at me and my manliness. Oh, I'm the king of Atlantis. Like, 
this big braggart. And it seems like that's the character they're using now in the Justice League in Aquaman. And I find it incredibly, uh, it's, in, it's interesting. I mean, Aquaman is lame. But just to have this, this glorious specimen of dude who thinks he's all that in a bag of chips running around half naked. <laughs> have a good time, ladies. Have a good time. I, I will. I got no problem with this. So I can write a. I don't have it's, to worry about writing a spoiler-free review for that one because you're probably not actually going to go to see it. <laughs> I, I probably won't. I probably won't. <laughs> Years ago, it's like I'll send my wife to go see it. <laughs> That's for you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll send. The, I'll send the ladies to go see it. My friend, a buddy of mine, used to do this joke. He's like, uh, I have no problem. Uh, with women going to all-male strip clubs. Like, go. Have a good time. I'm going to stay home and watch TV. Because uh, when the women come home from Aquaman or uh, the strip clubs, they're ready to go. <laughs> it's like, I'll stay home, have a beer, watch TV. You go out and see your show. Let somebody else pump up the tires. I'm going to ride the bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. I have, I'm, not threatened. I'm not threatened by Aquaman at all. Yeah, no, it's just it. Like I said, and the trailer. It's, well, Warner Brothers didn't do the movie, but actually, the movie I'm most excited to see uh, that's upcoming is Bohemian Rhapsody. So that looks like a good one. That looks really, really good, and uh, uh, it's just the teeth, the 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 fake Freddie Mercury teeth. I think I know, they might have gone too far. <laughs> he didn't have good I know, teeth, but. Are they a character in the movie? Will will at some point he's going to go? Yes, I want to be a singer, but look at my teeth. I I don't even know if you need the big teeth. <laughs> I really don't. Unless it's like oh. something that he overcomes. So like you should fix your teeth, and he's like, no, I don't want to do it. It's part of who I am. <laughs> uh, Queen was great. That movie looks great. The kid mm-hmm. from iRobot. That's a that's a slam dunk. I, I want to go see that. Um, okay, big stuff to talk about uh, next week. There's uh, uh, I, there's so much stuff that I want to share with you guys that I just can't sh- share right now, it's all and a I big apologize. Secret. And I'm glad <laughs> my internet is janky. I'm getting it fixed. Uh, endless source of frustration, but we overcame it. Hopefully, you had a good time. Thanks for listening to the show. Thanks for subscribing to the YouTube channel. And you gotta check out theloftestparty.com. You gotta do it every day. You gotta do it every day. There's all kinds of cool stuff up there. It's amazing what we've amassed just in the few short months. It's crazy. Go to theloftestparty.com. Jump in on the conversation. I will talk to you guys next week. Next week.